to the unofficial Disney Tonight Show podcast. If there's one thing this world definitely does not have enough of, it's podcasts. So into the breach steps comedian David Studebaker and his zany band of sidekicks to bring you a multimedia experience unlike anything the world has ever seen. Please welcome Mr. David Studebaker! Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Creviston. Thank you, those who are listening and watching and all of the above. Uh, James is our announcer. I, I hope you listened to our our trailer. Uh, you will have heard about James. He's he's amazing. He's a dear friend. He's a, a comedian, a screenwriter, a host, a podcaster. He's he actually I think he has the record for most podcasts of any human being. I think in the, in the history, like because you have. You have the Clean Comedy Podcast, the Comedy Preneur Show, the Dirty Comedy Podcast, the Dirty Comedy Preneur Show, uh, Australians yelling about politics. That's one of them too. There's a you got he's got the, he, all your podcasting. The only thing you didn't have is Disney, and now you have Disney. So thank you, James. So basically, I'm gonna bring on each of my beloved team members. So before our live show, you can get to know them beyond the few things I said to, about them in the trailer. So we'll start, since James is already here, we'll we'll start with, with James. Uh, so we'll get to the like career stuff, the screenwriting, all that, but, but James, it just in general, is a very impressive man. He has an MBA, so there's that. Um, and he is a naval veteran. I, you served in Iraq, I believe, or, or Afghanistan, or both, or... Two, I know two, there's a big ocean that goes Iraq. right over the top of Afghanistan. So you were <laughs> you, were, you were sailing down the the canals of Kabul. Uh, <laughs> they they would probably love water there. That's not yeah. That's uh, two tours of the Persian <laughs> Gulf. One uh, pre 9/11. One post 9/11. There you go. So uh, genuine American hero. And James is on YouTube just like this. He's on YouTube with the with the various preneurs and uh, he, he's, he's very prolific. Every time I log into YouTube, there's a new, uh, a new creviston looking at me, uh, telling me uh, how, how, to, how to turn my funny into money. So uh, he's an impressive man. And then James also is an amazing screenwriter and he makes good money. I'm not gonna say how much cause I'm not gonna mess with his tax bracket, um, but, he, but he makes good money writing scripts. Some of it, his name is on it. Some of it like, rich people pay him to write stuff for them and then they put their name at the top and they get fame and fortune technically uh, I, I but their name on there for him yeah <laughs> yeah you you include that in the package uh but uh but but my favorite thing right now if you want to tell them a little bit you are the king of ghana streaming television yeah so it's yeah it's ghana there is a uh a web series on amazon that uh i've been writing for it's the the original episodes i didn't write but the the new series that's coming i did write and it's actually uh it's growing and getting a lot of subscribers over there so yeah, yeah written, no, it, written, written here, made there. So. Yeah, <laughs> and are you credited on that show, or yeah, are they? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So, and apparently there is like a burgeoning film industry in Ghana. So, yeah. and doesn't the guy who who do it doesn't he like own like malls or something? Like, he, he's yeah, like he, a he mogul bought, he, there. He, no, no. I mean, he he owns some stuff, but he also bought a mall 
to be able to shoot different things. So he has oh, he basically turned wow. the mall into like a production studio. That's awesome. So that they That's can shoot cool. whatever they want. But then also the idea was, and we'll do it hopefully eventually, is to shoot a uh, a, a version of basically like Die Hard in a mall that they have and, and do a, a film like that. So we'll see. We'll see if that works out. It hasn't. We got so there. just so everyone knows, we have the king of Ghana <laughs> television here, James Creviston. <laughs> Uh, so very exciting. The thing with James, I feel like I'm incredibly wrong. You're like a big Disney fan, but like the stuff that Disney bought in the last 15 years. So like you're a big like Marvel and Star Wars and comic book guy. I know you like Disney stuff, but like I'm more of like a Disney, like Disney animation nerd. You know, are you like you're more the Star Wars and the Pixar, right? I, I'm more I'm more Star Wars and uh, MCU, the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I grew up on comic books, Star Wars, but uh, I you notice I, how you know you notice how he said MCU. That's how you know he's uh, he's got it. That's how he... <laughs> but I am a big fan of uh, a few um, of the animated stuff. So I am a big Toy Story fan. I love Toy Story. I am not a fan of Beauty of the Be- and the Beast, but I am a fan of Gaston for Beauty and the Beast. And just like many people argue that Daniel Larusso was the real bully in Karate Kid. I argue that Gaston was the real hero of Beauty and the Beast, and the Beast was the real villain of that film. <laughs> and 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 let me just say, this podcast could so quickly devolve into James and I arguing about things, like because Beauty and the Beast is like one of my all-time favorite films, and I completely disagree. Uh, so, but like, there's so many of those things where we won't do that. We won't subject the audience to what, like when we're on the road doing shows or filming stuff, like a lot of the travel is James and <laughs> James and I going back and forth on that. So we will save the audience that, but, uh, should, but James, we should, do I, a poll. we should do a poll though. Who thinks? Yeah. That- thank you for doing that. That's one thing for the live shows. If you come to the live shows. So our next one is Saturday, January 16th at 7 PM. You can register uh, DisneyTonightShow.com uh, but if you come through Zoom we can do live polls we will throw that and actually you know what Luke uh, you have a pen and paper we gotta write that down that's going on the poll like right off the bat is Gaston the real hero and do you he hate is. Beauty and the Beast uh, so well, no, no, no. I, I didn't say I hated Beauty and the Beast that's not what I said you just that- don't you just don't like people's belief that Gaston is the bad guy. Yes, agree. Okay. He, he's been he's been put in as one of the Disney villains, and I don't feel yeah. like that's fair. So I feel like he is not okay. a real villain. That's fair. That's fair. I I don't want to I don't want to straw man you. I don't want to straw man you. But also, here's the funny part: is if he is a villain, he is the only villain to have his own land or own setup at any of the Disney's because there is Gaston's Tavern. Gaston's so, Tavern. That is true. That is very that odd is that Strong you would argument. be a villain their own place, right? No one else has it. That that is true. That That's is all I'm true. saying. Gaston's it's a strong take. It's a strong take. I I that's valid, and we'll we'll talk. We'll put that <laughs> next episode. Come back next time for uh, further for the, the. We're gonna let the people decide. James has also been behind the scenes for many of the David's Ark episodes. He's done a variety of things. He'll be a cameraman some of the time. He'll carry fifty thousand pounds of equipment and my and my purse uh, while we're filming. Uh, he's done a lot of different stuff. Uh, so uh, and we've had some crazy adventures, which we'll we'll bring up a couple of the the really crazy ones. Uh, but before I do that, that's the perfect segue to bring on my co-host and executive producer of the show, Luke Lacoy. 
Uh, fun fact, the reason why I'm here with Luke, I love being here with Luke, but this was supposed to be all done remotely. Um, a few hours before we were going to record this, my entire internet shut down. Uh, my modem broke and AT&T couldn't do anything. So um, I am here with Luke. Yeah, how do you want to do this, Luke? Do you want to just hop in you want to come a little closer or because i you know we got to be oh, there he is there he is this is clearly meant to be tonight with yeah. all the, the difficulties that happen so. this is yeah and i yeah it's 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 been quite a it's been quite a ride ow oh my god i just destroyed my finger okay uh oh doing it live baby okay uh so before we get into the david's ark adventures uh luke uh how how shall we introduce my dear Luke? So first of all, Luke's like the nicest guy in the entire like he's Canadian. So my theory is I don't know if Luke's like the nicest American and maybe he's like the meanest Canadian. Like maybe in Canada Luke's like a total jerk, but here it's like he's the nicest guy in the world. When James isn't there for the episodes, all the different things James has to do gets put on Luke as well. So the, Hi, if you Luke. go to the website uh disney tonight show click on meet the team you'll see J uh, luke in all of his glory with about eight backpacks on 19 wires two monitors a camera sound equipment all at once so he's a so he's stand-up comedian former environmental engineer now videographer photographer luke say hello to the people hello to the people Saying hello to the people. <laughs> so, uh, hello, people. Yeah. Now, one thing about Luke is no, I, no one I've ever met gets themselves into more crazy, awkward predicaments than Luke. That's going to be a common theme throughout this show are just stories of Luke. Each episode, there's going to be another Luke story. Luke, right, don't forget to do uh, your when you had to. Your boss made you do stand up at work that one time. And, no. <laughs> don't forget that one. My favorite Luke story with, in terms of Disney, because Luke's a big Disney fan. Before I knew Luke in his early twenties, he went to Disneyland on his birthday. Now the first thing that happened, I'll let you tell the second one. I gotta mm -hmm. say, cause it just makes me laugh so much, as, especially as a as a Star Wars fan. Uh, for the listening audience, I'm wearing a Grogu T-shirt. Luke went on his birthday and uh, on the pin, if you don't know at Disneyland, if you get a pin, you, you go to the city hall, they give you a pin, it says happy birthday, they write your name, and then the cast members have to say happy birthday so-and-so. Luke, being a Star Wars fan, and his name's Luke, he had them write Luke Skywalker. Problem is, the guy writing it had bad handwriting and it, he wrote, it looked like Skywhaler. So everywhere <laughs> Luke would go, he would... The cast members like, "Hey, Sky Whaler, how you doing? Good to see you." So, and I don't know if they were just like roasting you, or if they actually thought you're you actually. I mean, it was pretty deliberate that they wrote it that way. So yeah. So so you think the guy you think the guy was a real jerk, the guy in well, City Hall. But that's just the appetizer. Let's get to the main course. Uh, Luke, take it away. Okay. So I was with a friend too that that night because you know who wants to go to Disneyland alone on their birthday. So we were there together. We got to ride a bunch of rides. And then I booked us um, a sort of a fanciest dinner because, you know, hey, it's birthday night with, with my work buddy. You know, let's let's do it up. And so I did uh, Carthay Circle, booked us dinner at Carthay Circle. 
and you know it's it's a nice kind of like it can be romantic but i i wasn't trying to do that with him obviously <laughs> but uh we booked the dinner and then um you know they they have these like jalapeno cheese balls which are an amazing appetizer and uh it turned out that my coworker was lactose intolerant <laughs> and so we're we're going to town on these jalapeno cheese balls and he it hits him hard it hits him hard and he uh he disappears and at the same time he's walking away the waiter brings a little uh, birthday cupcake <laughs> with a candle <laughs> and he sets it in front of me and um, he puts it down and then he's just like kind of staring at me like <laughs> like it hit him like, oh, you're here alone. Um, and then he's like, D- do you want me to sing for you? And, uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, and you have a whole restaurant of people just looking at you like this poor sap. He's alone on his birthday. And then the guy's singing to him. So David's arc, first of all, if anyone's interested, it is on YouTube and then clips of it are on TikTok. It's a docu-series where we highlight places that help animals in the environment. It's funny. It's it's heartwarming. It's wonderful. So we won some awards now in, in film festivals. There's a variety of types of film festivals and um, they're not all created equally. And it's interesting because sometimes a smaller film festival can be more enjoyable than a bigger festival. I'll give you an example. So our first cool <laughs> film festival uh, was just Luke and I for it. It was at the it was the Oregon Documentary Film Festival uh, where I won Best Director uh, for our episode for the Marine Mammal Center. That's our, our best episode is that one. So everything's good about that. But most of our adventures really revolve <laughs> around the hotels that we stay at because we ain't, you know, we ain't dripping in money, so we got to be thrifty. So for for Portland, I was like, wow, I got a great deal. It was crazy the deal I got at this Holiday Inn Express, which is the Ritz Carlton of the Working Man. Uh, so I I was like, this is great. Like it is right by the airport because we were flying in. Super wonderful. We get there and we got in late. It was like I think it was like midnight by the time we got in. And everything in the room was moist, especially the carpets. And I don't know if like, because I know Portland, everything's moist in Portland in general. So I don't know if that was like to make the locals feel at home or something. But like, we, we go to in. Portland, we're going to spray you down. Yeah. So like, and I don't know, maybe like they just cleaned the carpets or something. But I figured it would dry. And plus it was midnight. So we didn't want to like, you know, go down and switch into another room. So, but like, it just wouldn't dry. And it was one of those things where like, I'd get up in, I, in the middle of the night to go pee and I'd have my socks on. And by the time I walk to the bathroom, my socks are dripping wet. And that's like my least favorite feeling in the entire world is the dripping wet socks. So it was, I went through like, like all my socks that first night. Um, yeah, yeah. You've grossed me out now. I am grossed out. Yeah, I'm right. Gross. I know. Oh, and then, sorry, I forgot. For some reason, our room, our hotel room, was positioned by, at this parking spot was positioned at our window, and they didn't have like the blackout drapes. And at 4 a.m., someone just gets into a car right in front of our window and turns their high beams on, and they're just flare like. And I was close to the window, so like I literally felt like it was a UFO abduction happening in this room. Like you know those big truck high beams, like. It was like, and he had, he was just like sitting there with the lights on for like two hours. And it was deceiving too, because the lobby was nice. Like the lobby genuinely was spectacular. And then, yeah, the room was very wet. Well, on top of that too, you just had your stitches in your head. Oh, too. that's oh, right. I just so. had, I, I had skin can I had like pretty bad skin cancer on my scalp. That's right. Yeah, Luke, I totally forgot. 
So like Luke had had to because I couldn't change my 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 shirt because you had to like for like a month I had to wear like the dressings. So <laughs> poor Luke, that, I should add that to the job description. He they, he also I yeah he had to like cleanse and and put bandages on my head wound. I, I don't know if we can see it; it's kind of covered up, but. Uh, the hair's grown over it now, but yeah, it was like a bad, it was like the wound was like six inches. It was like bad. So that was fun. But now we're going to bring in James, uh, because, and don't worry, we do have two more producers coming on, uh, very soon. Uh, we will, we'll transition quickly, but we got to tell this story. We went to a film festival in New Jersey. It's the, what was it called? Uh, Golden, Golden Door Golden Film, Door film Festival. Festival. So it's a really big film festival. It's on the top 100 list of film festivals. So it's a big deal. Uh, we, we got an Airbnb in Jersey City because that's where it was and it was a good price. Um, and like right off the bat, <laughs> it was just like we, we get in and uh, we, we got in again at midnight and James was smart. He he asked the the Lyft driver like, "Hey, is this safe to walk around at night?" Because it didn't seem super safe. Uh, and the by. guy's like, "Do not leave your house when the sun goes down. Uh, stay inside." So that was comforting right off the bat. And then uh, and then we get in there. But my favorite part, and I'll let you guys jump in. But my favorite part is that spontaneously throughout the trip paintings and pictures on the wall would just fall they would just fall and it's hardwood so just fall and crash like all throughout the night and then uh just and then, ran- like at, randomly just random yeah time. yeah <laughs> like it was haunted yeah. yeah like there would be no reason for like no one brushed against it it was just bam was, yeah so uh and then like they had luke tell the tell the 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 floorboard yeah so like i think they were remodeling some of it because in my room which had i think like two bunk beds you had a bunk bed yeah yeah so it it, i had like floorboards like paneling over the carpet and the the floorboards were like so thick that i couldn't even shut my doors it was blocked by the floorboards which were like all uneven yeah because it was like really thick spongy carpet and Mm. then like they wanted to replace with hardwood but they just went and bought like cheap wooden paneling and just laid it on top of that so yeah it was a very spongy walk luke was on one side of the of the house james and i were on the other side and one of the last nights we were there at like 3 a.m someone just starts playing the loudest house music like our house was shaking and and it went on through the whole night and i know at one point because I mean, and James is a, a heavy sleeper, so the fact that it kept James up, like you, you know, I'm like a light sleeper. I'm a diva, which you know, is shocking to everyone listening. Uh, so at a certain point, I just like cut bait and I went out and slept on the really uncomfortable couch in the living room, and I still, it was like vibrating me as I'm as I'm trying to sleep. But James, what was your experience like uh, in that room? What's funny is in that house, there was no central AC. There was these like little air conditioning oh, yeah. units in your room. <laughs> yes. So I would turn mine all the way to like the coldest setting, right? I love sleeping cold. But like even that, like when you heard, it was like, think of like a white noise machine. It was supposed to be like that. No, it was not like that. It was like Jersey Shore was happening right in my room yeah. with the AC on, you know. I was waiting for people to start dancing in my room. Like, yeah. you know, hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, 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 you know. But that's not, I'm like, what is going on? And, and. 
then the, because the guy said don't venture out at night i'm not gonna go out and like no exactly i think james didn't you and i that night talk about that because we were like because number one we should go we say something had to walk outside to find out which house it was and I, I mean normally like you and i would have just gone and knocked on the door and just be like can you guys shut up but like after hearing like oh we might get shot you know and, and don't even go outside like i didn't want to go outside to investigate where it was so yeah we just had to take an l on that one but uh but yeah i mean the oh but the funny thing is ironically like oh and then the film festival so we didn't get to the film festival so this is so this is where the big festivals can not be fun so the trip itself was amazing because we intentionally like we we had a feeling you never know with the festival so we just like did a ton of really awesome new york stuff around it so it really was an incredible trip but the festival itself it was like it's big nationally, but like it was very much a click of like Jersey film scene. So we went to their big opening gala and it was gorgeous. It was in this big old theater. It was opulent. Nice. It was beautiful. It was packed and they had free Vita cocoa and food and all that. But then like we walk around and like literally the most interaction I had the whole time <laughs> is some guy came up to me and was like, hey, you look like Aaron Paul. And then he walked away. <laughs> and that was like the, the, that was our networking for the whole time. We just like the rest, we just kind of stood around. But the coup de grace was a few nights later was our screening. And we go, because there was the big festivals, they have, you know, screening areas all over the city. So we go in and how it was shown to me is there was this big, beautiful room with a giant screen and it was really cool. And we go there and we get in, we're like, oh, you know, in the big room, there's only like maybe 30 people there. We're like, oh, that's not a great turnout. And we're like, so we, we go and we're like, hey, you know, we're David Zark, we're here. And they're like, oh, you're in that room. And so they point us and we we go into we get shuttled into this really small room that seats maybe like 30 people there were 11 people there uh none of them really got any of our jokes in the show and uh their screen they there wasn't a guy controlling it they it was all done remotely for the whole festival and whoever had set up the projector in that room had bumped the exposure up to a thousand so our episode because a lot of the other ones in our in our like in our section were like really depressing dark moody short films and About then i'm like out. hey let me be funny around dogs uh but like literally the most depressing films i've ever seen but they were all shot very dark mm -hmm. so when the exposure was bumped up it still looked a little bright but it looked fine I looked like I was on the sun. I look. I was like, I was glowing. I was like pulsating and glowing. So like we looked terrible on screen and no one was laughing in there. I think we got like three chuckles. Uh, so yeah, so that was, we'll have more stories like that. We can go on and on, uh, but we'll keep it, we'll keep it rolling. Before I bring on your next two uh, producers. So when the shutdown happened, uh, Luke said, hey, you know, we should maybe think about being on TikTok. <laughs> and I am, yeah, I'm an old man. I don't know this stuff. I just thought TikTok was booty videos. I thought it was just, you know, you dance and shake it and Jack Black did the thing. And so I didn't know, but Luke's like, no, you know, you should really give it a try. So what we did is we couldn't shoot any more David's Ark stuff. So we just started taking stand-up bits of mine and David's Ark clips chopping them up into little bite-sized versions and putting them on there and it turns out i love tiktok it was great a lot of people enjoyed our stuff uh in a few months we had combined for just our david's arc videos over two million views 
um, and continuing to grow. It's so funny too, because things, you never know with life. So Luke mm-hmm. and I, we started shooting David's Ark over three, almost just over three years ago. And the first thing we did was like a little test episode where we went to a Santa Claus themed theme park and I just acted like I thought I had come to the North Pole and I was really disturbed because it's like 70 degrees and <laughs> sunny in the winter. And so I was kind of going around just being weird at this theme park. But the most amazing TikTok thing was uh, there's a thing where they would dress up like Disneyland. They'd be in like costumes. So one of them was Santa's wolf dog hybrid. And it's a guy in a, co- a costume with like a dog. So I came up to, to, I saw him, I came up, I was like, hey, you know, are you, are you, because I interview people, man, on the streets now. So like, are you a dog or a wolf or what are you? So we start, you know, doing it. And kind of my signature thing is when I do those shows and when I, even with my stand-up, I try to be very kind to people. So I just kind of good-naturedly had fun with the dog. So that was like the last video of the Santa's Village stuff we put on TikTok. I didn't even think it was going to do anything. So I post it. And over the course of the next few days, I, I didn't know there's something called a furry on, on TikTok. <laughs> and it's like a subculture where people dress up in costumes, like fur, and they, it, they're called a furry, but they dress up like foxes or dogs and they wear, they wear the dog hat or the fox hat. And apparently it's very polarizing. Like there's people who hate the furries and the furries. T- so, but basically people were commenting like, kill the furries. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And then people were like, no, furries are great. And this argument started on this video. But then the, the, like a ton of comments started going of like, to me, like, thank you so much. People who are so people are so mean to furries and you were so kind to that furry. We love you. And I jumped up like like 1400 followers and they're all furries. They're all fur, furry followers. So I love my furries. Uh, but that was something where I was like, I didn't even know existed. So our, our next producer... Um, is, uh, it, it, yeah, no, she's not a furry. Uh, uh, I'll say that. No, but uh, she's super amazing and awesome. But again, this is something where it's like, this is how wonderful TikTok is. She And I'll let her explain it. But basically, she does videos, like comedy videos, where she wears a Mandalorian helmet, but then she just has like normal clothes on. And like, she's bigger than I am on TikTok. She's got, you know, tens of thousands of followers. And so, and it, it's awesome. Like, it's genuinely great. Uh, her handle is Hello There Mando. And so we kind of met through TikTok, and then we started doing Disney trivia live streams on TikTok. So we brought her on. We become friends. So we're gonna we're gonna bring on uh, Hello There Mando. We're gonna bring on. We're gonna thank you for being here. Uh, did I get everything right? Did I capture your essence properly? Perfectly. <laughs> so. My favorite thing about Mando also is that not only does she do all that great stuff, she also is from New York. So like there's nothing more wonderful than like, and some of her videos, you know, she'll have like a dress on. So it's just nothing more wonderful than just like, she's got a New York accent. She's got the Mando helmet. She's got a dress. Like that's just a winning combination right there. I feel like your experience with TikTok was somewhat similar to mine where like you just kind of did this as a lark and then like it took off and yeah, take it away. Thank you. Yeah, it was exactly like that. Uh, the whole quarantine happened. I was just ending my um, spring semester in college. And I was like, I I had been on TikTok since December. So I was like, this is a cool app, you know? My sisters are the ones who got me into it. So I have them to thank for putting me on the app. 
And I saw this, they had like an amazing Star Wars community. And I was like, I want to be a part of this. It looks so cool. But I was afraid that people I knew in my town would know me and be like, look how lame she is or whatever. So um, around this whole time, I'm contemplating it. I got my beautiful helmet. And I was like, this is the best opportunity. I was originally going to try and do um, an Obi-Wan, like a woman Obi-Wan cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got the hello there in my name. And then I changed, it was originally hello there Kenobi. And I, once I got my helmet, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I changed it to hello there Mando. And hence I was born. I went through like I'd say about like 50 different outfits before I settled on this black shirt with the cape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I do like the variety because your wardrobe is, it, it varies. So you'll have the, the cape, you'll have a dress. You'll For Christmas, you had a Christmas sweater. And then the other thing that, again, the, the, the coup de gras, the, the best touch of all is that in addition to being a bounty hunter, you also like have just perfect nails. Like your nails always change colors and they're like Christmas. You had like the alternating green and, and red. And it's just, it's a, it's just a wonderful touch. Yeah, I, I always like, um, I love Star Wars, but I love putting like a feminine touch, especially on like um, Boba Fett, who's seen more as like a very harsh bounty hunter who's very serious. I thought I would bring a lot of light to the character, especially with the dress. I remember the first time I posted my first video with the dress, I was terrified. Oh my God. I checked my phone every two seconds. I was terrified that someone was going to be like, you're disrespecting Boba Fett. Get that dress off. Yeah, no, your, your fears are, 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 are founded because as, as I saw with the furries, you never know with social media where, how people can be offended or angry. So, sorry, continue. But yes, I know what you're talking about. It was like so weird because I posted that video and now every person I have ever talked to outside of TikTok has told me that this outfit, they throw it away. I only like the one with you in the dress. Like that is my favorite <laughs> one of you. That's the funny. little dress that actually from my from my graduation. I, I you know it's funny. It away in my closet. You know it's funny about that. I was just thinking. I I don't remember when it was, but I was just thinking. I was like, you know what? I'll bet that that dress is like something that you had from like prom or something else. Where you're like, man, I spent all that money on that dress. Like I gotta put that to good use somehow. And then so it's like that. You know, you just that's how it was put to good use. Exactly. I really didn't think I was going to use the dress that much. I thought I would do it for like one or two videos and then I go back to this. But every single video I started posting with it, everybody started freaking out. Like that's my favorite video of you. That's awesome. So your your identity is is hidden. You are. This is the way you are. You are re not revealed. You'll come for us if if we reveal you, you know, you're, it'll be so. But it's hard. I got to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got the laser gun out. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, she's got two. Uh-oh, okay. I Hands are up. Hands are up. So, uh, I, I, but I will say it's hard for me not to because I know your real name. And I, you have such an amazing real name. Like, that is such a great name. Can you just give props to your mom? Because that name, like, it rolls off the tongue. It's like a great, it's a great Italian last name. Yeah, Luke's giving the thumbs up. It's a great, it's a great name. So, 
and, Gise- and even like Giuseppe your- Gelato, great, great. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is not. Uh... So you're so you're originally from New York, but you live in Florida now, yes. uh, and which probably has got to be a lot of good bounty hunting in Florida. Um, there is a lot of great bounty hunting in Florida. Yeah, a lot, a lot of weird stuff. Really good. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff there. Um, can you tell us? Can you just tell us like one great Florida story? One weird oh, great Florida God. story. The best Florida story for you. So I was in the supermarket. I was in um, Walmart, which is in Florida. It's like a no. Like you should not go to Walmart. <laughs> and where I live, especially, there is a particularly a lot of old people. So you know, we're going through the store. You know, me and my sister. And we go down this one aisle and there is this like really old man um, with a ponytail down to his hip. But that wasn't oh, yeah. the crazy part. The crazy part was he was in a leotard, like full on <laughs> leotard, like he was going to gymnastics or something. I mean, me and my sisters, we just froze. Like, I don't know what that man must have thought, but we just <laughs> froze and then we turned out of the aisle and just left the store we didn't even continue that you just you just pulled the ripcord you're like we're out wasn't there like a gator in your in your lunchroom or something at at your college so where i go to college there was this big 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 lake like right by the cafeteria so i had had a break between classes and i really quickly just started doing some homework there they have a really nice setup And all of a sudden, I just hear everybody start screaming and running to the opposite side of the lunchroom. I was like, what? What now? You know what I mean? My college has so many crazy things happen. So I was like, oh, my God, what's happening now? And I go over to the front door of it. And there's this huge alligator just sitting right in front of it. And it's like a slot. It's like one of those automatic doors. So he's coming at any moment. (laughs) He didn't know what the hell to do. We were just sitting there looking at the alligator and he was just sunbathing. He was having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> that you know what I like? I like that in that moment where everyone is terrified running the opposite direction, you're like, you're calmly just yeah, let me go check that out. I wonder what's happening over there. Let's go. I'm a Mandalorian. I'm not afraid. You know, let me just let me investigate. I think I know so, what part James. what part of Florida uh Mando is from. Boba Raton. Oh baby. Hello. <laughs> Boom. Oh man. The zoom, the zoom is canceling out the sound, but rest assured, Mando is laughing. She's either laughing or crying. All right, Mando, since you're a Star Wars fan, answer this question: Who shot first? Oh my God! If anyone says Greedo, they're an idiot. Definitely, Han Solo shot first, and then they edited it to make it they both shot at the same time. But we all know who really did. <laughs> well, you've you've passed the James test. You definitely flying colors on that one. I, a, a, a friendship has born today. Luke, do you have a question for Mando? Uh, do, do, here, here we go. <laughs> do, do you have a lot of weird looks when you when you're out shopping at Walmart with with the helmet on, or does does it? Oh my God, I've I've always wanted to do it. I've always seen people go out and actually shop with the helmet on and everything. I'm afraid to be shot in Florida. You know, what you should do is try to somehow install a GoPro inside yeah. the helmet, and you can just like film all the crazy stuff you're seeing. Or yeah, on the yeah, exactly up there. Yeah, our next producer, his claim to fame, which I mentioned in the trailer, is 
years, he drew these, these, I'm a huge Splash Mountain fan. He drew an exact replica of Splash Mountain on the toe box and then the bear on the other toe box. It's up there. It's on the Instagram. Uh, you should check it out or just watch the YouTube version of our trailer. Uh, it's amazing. But he's also a talented filmmaker. Uh, and he's the most recent grand champion of our Disney trivia live streams on TikTok. Because because Mando has come in second, like every single like man, you've had like nineteen second place. Like, we ran out of prizes for Mando because she had gotten all of the like. We she got the money prize the first time. She got the the loans. I had to like start making up prizes. I started just sending her all the like David's Ark souvenirs I had just to just to like get her something for winning. Um, but uh, but Jake was. The most uh, recent winner. So, uh, without further ado, Jake Taylor, my guy, Jake Taylor. Let's see, he should pop up. And we lost him. Okay, Zoom. There's Zoom. We're getting the. He's muted, and we're. Oh, there. there oh, he is. oh, there he is. Hey, there we go. Oh, I thought he quit. I thought for a second. I thought he's like, well, this I'm went gone. too long. I wait. How long did he make me wait here? I mean, I get it. Like, well, here's the thing, Jake. In comedy, the guy who goes on last is considered the headliner. So give it up for the headliner yeah. of this uh, wonderful Meet the Team episode. For the people at home, unless they're in Southern California, uh, they're not going to really know what I what I mean when I say Jake lives in Temecula. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, just being honest. Uh, but here's the thing. But, but really why I say that is that my, my wife's aunt, lives in well now she's in murrieta now but she was in temecula forever and the first time we went and visited her we came from la now if you look if you're at home if you want to google this you can look at where temecula is on a map it's technically not that far from la but when there's traffic you i took i swear i took 14 freeways to get to like there was like <laughs> nine like 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 so many different interchanges and it was like it was like I'm on the 210, and then I'm on the 10, and then I'm on like a, a a 17 and a half, and I'm on like a 1982, and then I'm back on the 10. It's funny you say that it's not super well known outside of California because I technically don't live in Temecula. I live in Menifee, which is like even smaller that, okay. than Temecula. Yeah, that's that's a good point because there are like around like Temecula is like the big city. That's yeah. the, yeah. <laughs> around Temecula. There's like all, like all these other little uh, like Murrieta and it's, it, right Murrieta Temeculas, but yeah, there's, yeah. There's like there's mini Marietta Temeculas within the Temecula. But you you said Temecula like it was an insult. That's that's no, a, I no no no. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not trying to he's insult. From, don't my, you know he's from he's from Temecula. Okay? Don't Temecula. don't at me. Don't at me, people of Temecula. You yeah, uh, Mando snapping for the for the podcast. She's giving a very sassy snap uh, for the for the listeners. Uh, so here's the thing. I love Temecula. It's beautiful. I just said it. It's beautiful. Like if you go, it's gorgeous. Like the downtown, like there's all these nice restaurants and it's a, like, it's beautiful. I only say that I only said it the way I said it because I'm from Northern California. So when, when my wife first said, yeah, my aunt lives in Temecula. I was like, what's a Temecula? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then when we were driving there, I was like, I, I've just never taken so many freeways on an hour and a half drive. I've never, <laughs> it's just so many, like, yeah. So, um, 
Let me be clear. Let the record state I have nothing against the people of Temecula. Oh, yeah. Let, I, Luke, jump in here. One of the reasons why Luke's a former environmental engineer is he used to do that drive from, like, basically Disneyland Pasadena. area all the way out past Temecula sometimes. Well, for, so from Seal Beach, Seal Beach to Lake Paris on oh, the daily. Whatever you consider to be an hour-long drive, Add four more hours with all the different traffic because each of those freeways that he had to get on is its own hellscape of traffic. So that was uh, two years of my life. So Yeah, So and that's why he's gone. So uh, And then also, Jake, adorable couple, his, his girlfriend Sammy, she's on TikTok. She's great. They're just America's couple there with their Disney, matching Disney shoes. And uh, But Jake, you're also, you're a, you're a, you're a you're a talented young filmmaker. Jake is doing all of our graphics, so all of our our flyers and logos and all that jazz. He's got to deal with a lot of me going, could we move the letter just half a <laughs> centimeter up? Can we try that? And then he does, and I go, you know what? Let's move it back down, okay? Let's do so. There's a lot of that at 2 a.m. that he puts up with. When you bring up Sammy, it makes me it it makes me realize that before I met her, I was like a Disney fan, but I wasn't as into it as I am now. Because uh, when I met her, she told me how much she loved Disneyland, the movies, and everything. And I'm like, man, that's actually yeah. I I remember how great those were. So. Um, Mickey was it there was inside there. of you. It just you needed the right the right person. It's a beautiful Mando is just Mando's melting over there. Mando, do you have something to say? You're melting. That is so cute. We also got into uh pin collecting. She introduced me to that. So um every time we go to downtown Disney, we go to the um the pin the trading hut or whatever it is, and we uh we we buy as many as we can and then that sprouted into pokemon cards so now that's our new addiction oh oh james I mean, luke's giving <laughs> oh, you a big thumbs up luke luke's, oh luke's luke's grabbing a, a prop here it comes wait for it luke i have a i have luke, a oh luke's got a binder luke, you guys can compare binders Psyduck. oh yeah look at this luke is flexing yes look at the flex yes luke base is, set luke base set unlimited hello do you have Luke, the Charizard guess, though? He sold his Charizard on eBay. No, no so, kidding. No, I, I, do you know what? Like like three months ago, I sent a Charizard, a um, uh, Venusaur, and uh, first edition Machamp to Beckett to get it graded. Mm. And I'm like, where? Is, like, I don't even know where it is anymore. It got delivered, and this is like, this is like, stole this it. is three months later. I'm still waiting to get like my wow. confirmation. Yeah, Mando's got the laser gun. <laughs> wow. Mando's going in. <laughs> so, um, I, I used to. Um, it's well, uh, wow. Hopefully, I I'll get. To... I didn't realize we we would be we'd be laying out a controversy here. Luke has been defrauded. <laughs> we need litigation. I don't know. Do we have any lawyers on the team? Any? It's a. I got it. I'll handle it. Yeah, Amanda's going to do uh, some laser gun litigation. She's going to take care of that. Uh, I want to know Jake's favorite fandom because I see a Star Wars Oh, yeah, poster. of course. As of now, Marvel. But I I, I mean, I just bought right here. I bought the new Star Wars book, not sponsored. Yes. I have yet to read it. Um, I have also yet to read David's book. 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> it's it's sitting on my shelf right now. It's waiting to be read. I was actually just talking about it today. I wanted to because I'm gonna read yours before the Star Wars one. Yes, thank but, you. Um, I, I beat out the Star Wars book. Yes, I'll <laughs> I'll make sure to to do a 30 minute review on your book the next podcast after I finish. I appreciate it. <laughs> now, uh, one thing I'm gonna be doing with our special guests uh, for each of the live shows is I'll be pulling some of our Family Feud questions uh, and asking them the same questions that I asked on there. And it's going to be similar to, I don't know if anyone used to watch the Inside, Inside the Actor's Studio, but at the end of each of those interviews, they would do the PIVO questions. So they'd ask, like, what's your favorite word? Uh, what what turns you off? What don't you like? What's your favorite this? So we're, we're going to do that, but disney uh style so um i'm gonna we're gonna start that with the team um and we'll tell a good luke story uh in the middle so the first thing that we'll do to get the luke story out there is i'm gonna ask each of you uh what you think is the most overrated disney animated film the most overrated disney animated film and luke you can go first since uh since you're the one, <laughs> since you're the one who blew it last time, here, come on in there. Do I get to change my answer, or do I have to stick? With you can the, tell what you can tell your genuine answer, and then I'll tell the story of. Okay, what you does did. this include Pixar? No, Disney oh. animated. Um. Okay. Oh, animated. Yeah. Disney animated. Okay, that's a lot of information right now. It looks. It, uh, he's he's <laughs> had a couple head injuries today, so he's not fully here with us. Uh, there's there's animated. actually. Some smelling salts under the mask to try to get it back, but shoot, I forgot. This is where we ran into problems. I will get. I. It starts with fro and ends with zen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go around the horn real quick. James, uh, what what do you say? No, I I'm in agreement with that. Frozen. Okay. Yeah, uh, Mando. I'm also in agreement. That was my Yes. Favorite. Frozen's not a bad movie, but no. prior to seeing it, like it was being touted publicly as the greatest movie of all time. Mm -hmm. It's just not... They did, I will say, their marketing campaign for Frozen was outrageously good. I was constantly but hearing Let It Go, like everywhere we went. Yeah, that too. That was just mean. Like, that was... Yeah, no, I know. Uh, the only... I will say the one thing I'm thankful for with Frozen is that it gave us that moment at the Oscars with John Travolta saying, The wickedly talented Adele Dazeen. And that was for uh, Adina Manzel. That, uh, that was... That was my. That was worth all of the let it go being trapped in my head. I was talking to Luke, and I was going over the answers, and two people had said Snow White was the most overrated uh, of all time, and you know, and and Luke was like, I cannot believe, like you know, because Snow White, like that changed film, like you know, now you can look back. Well, it's not you know super entertaining. You could say that, but like at, that had never been. It revolutionized the film industry. It was the first. And it's it's incredible, you know. So so and Luke was like, look, genuinely offended, like that someone would put that. And I'm like, yeah, who did that? And so I'm looking through the names. Luke was one of the people who who, who listed Snow White as being most overrated. Luke and I and and he wasn't even like he wasn't joking. Like, geez, I can't believe he was genuinely offended. Luke of that night was genuinely offended by Luke of five days prior. 
So uh, sometimes I offend myself. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of personalities in here. You never know which one's at the helm. <laughs> is, did, did you also ask the most underrated Disney animated? Yes. Film? So what would you say is the most underrated Disney animated film? Robin Hood by a hundred percent. Oodalali. There were a lot of Robin Hood answers. There were I a lot of Hood. Jake. What would you say? I think I said Brother Bear, which I still stand That's by. An, that. You know what? I'm with you, Jake. I love Brother Bear. That is, and and Phil Collins on the or no Tina Turner on that one. That's Tina. Phil Collins is Tarzan, but no, Collins Col- wrote the wait. songs. Yeah, Phil Collins, yeah, yeah. He wrote the songs for Brother, but Tina Turner did the did the singing. Uh, but yeah, Brother Bear very underrated. I agree oh, with you, Mando. What did you say? I said Tangled because Tangled yes. got caught in Frozen Shadow, so yeah. it never, it never got the hype that it deserved. Honestly, you know what? I and I, I'm with you 100%. Tangled was what I put um, because it's like Tangled really is like it's to good. me. It's up there with all the other Disney princess films. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and the music's pretty solid. And what? it's just like it's really, and then the and then the lanterns. I mean, come on, when the lanterns are going yeah. up, oh man, that's just beautiful. So I got, I got Sammy one of those box lunch card holders of that shot from. Uh, oh, nice with the the lanterns because it's like during the song I see the light. I think, yeah, and she loves that song. Oh, so what a, what a I, sweet guy! What a I, right? what did I tell you come guys? On. Adorable, Ador- America's <laughs> couple. Total. I mean, Mando's melting again every time. Yeah, they, you're just. Oh my god! You're <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah, I know you guys are adorable. One of the questions was if you could go to Vegas with any Disney villain, who would it be? And I already Gaston. I would assume would be your answer. Gaston is not a villain, sir. Gaston <laughs> is not a villain. He's the hero of the film. He's the hero. <laughs> He would go with the hero. I, so uh, I would yeah, not well, go okay. with the beast. I was torn between Captain Hook, which I think was your answer, yeah. and Jafar. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jafar could be good. Could have some fun. Yeah, Luke, who was yours? Uh, Randall from Monsters Inc. And did we ever come back to you on your? Uh, wait, is, your... wait, that's not a Disney. That's, that's not a Disney. That's Pixar. Pixar man. You see what I mean? You Can't see what that. I mean with this guy? This is what this is the judge. This was the guy. This is why I described him in the trailer as an anarchist judge. To me, Captain Hook is the best he's, because no, he's, he'd probably be second for me. Yeah. He's also like the thing with Hook is he's like the least dangerous. Yeah. Like I feel like I could almost take Captain. I mean, he gets beat up by a child. So you know, like that I'm not even fly. Yeah, well, true. He's got the hook, but like you're not afraid of him. And also, he's got the big flowy costume, so you know, like he's gonna attract a lot of attention. And he's a big spender; he's got all the gold. And who doesn't want to go to Vegas with a pirate? I mean, come on, like you know. There you go. So, do we have any any final thoughts? Anything anyone wants to say that we missed? Who else agrees that Gaston is a hero? <laughs> okay, James. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's your reason behind it? I okay. like. Oh. Oh, oh, here. <laughs> All right. I'm making the case for Gaston being a hero and Beast being the villain. The reason why is oh Beast locked up Bell's dad. Then Beast locked up Bell. Then Beast assaulted <laughs> Bell. Then Beast threw out everyone and was going to let everyone perish because he's a monster. Gaston went back to town and said, Hey, there's a beast over there. They've got this old man. He's going crazy. Let's go rescue him. Now he's got the old man's daughter. She's going to be mangled by this beast. Let's go back and kill him. Gaston's a hero. Also, also, three women were in love with Gaston. Three. 
He didn't even look at him. He didn't even give him the time of day. He only wanted Belle. He was in love with her. He's the man. Hero. He said to Belle to stop reading books. Okay, there you go, Mando. Thank you. Okay, all right. There we go. And and let, let the record state also, not a lot of heroes tend to like literally knife someone in the back when they're not looking it's a monster uh, he's a monster you can stab a monster wherever you stab a monster <laughs> at that point in the film it was clear that bell was was not buying what gaston was selling no gaston is the hero he went there to say bell that's a fact <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna, yeah thank you jake this is uh th- this is the thing James is very definitive on those opinions. It is <laughs> the uh, opinions are facts when, when you got James involved. Misogynistic. Like, yeah, true. Especially. True. Wait, 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 I missed that, Mando. Say that Gaston, again. She said Gaston is misogynistic. Very true. But he you have to remember that's reading the, books. the time period, though. Also, the time period of that story is very, is very, it's very. Is what are you? Very, are you like Gaston's lawyer? Like, are you? Is he, are you on his legal team? I would be. I would, and I would eat all the eggs, and then he would have none, and I'd be built like a house. Check out for Beast, but like Beast was a misogynistic. Well, I mean, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he was a jerk too. The Beast was a jerk from the beginning, but he wasn't misogynistic though. Yeah. He wasn't like you can't read books because you're a yeah. woman. But he was mean to the old lady, which is what got him turned into the beast. So he was misogynistic. That, but that just means <laughs> he would have been mean to the old lady regardless. I don't think he. I don't think he was mean to the old lady because she was a lady. I think he was just mean to her because he was mean. He was mean. <laughs> yeah. Gaston is into himself 100. percent I'll give you that, and he is very much more interested in what's better for Gaston than what's better for Belle. I will give you that 1,000. percent Right? I didn't say the relationship would work and that they should be married. Not at all. But. Gaston is the hero of that story. He was trying to do right by the whole town. There's a monster there. Your Honor, my client is innocent. (laughs) He had no idea that they were in love. He didn't see them dancing. He didn't see teapots. He knew nothing. All he knew is this was a beast he wanted to knife in the back in cold blood as rain dripped down. It had imprisoned Bell's father and it imprisoned Bell. It was a monster that needed to be stopped, Your Honor. A monster that needed to be stopped. We will, we well, Luke, uh, you want to be the deciding vote and then we'll let the audience decide at the next show. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, uh, no, honey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> no, a Beast is the hero. Gaston is no anyone who eats like ten raw eggs in the morning is is not a good person. There you go. There you go. Have you never no. seen Rocky? He's sir? gonna pull up Rocky. I was just gonna say, Rocky? I literally. What are you doing? You know, it's so funny. Right as Luke said that, I saw the wheels turning in James's head of Sil- Sylvester Stallone. The, he was running up the steps in Philadelphia in James's head. <laughs> I think the uh, hating on Belle because she read, reads books is a very strong argument for Mando. Also, the knifing in the back. Uh, but uh, you're gonna okay if a giant monstered fang monster that looked like that came at you. Face you guys first, see what I'm talking about? If if we allowed this show to be David and James arguing, <laughs> it's now 8:40. It's like midnight for Mando. We'd be like 3 a.m. and sorry, it would Mando. still be like no. But listen, Gaston has apple <laughs> cider at his bar in Disneyland. So <laughs> did 
did you like the live action one or did you like the live action Gaston or did you prefer the anime I didn't one? I still haven't seen it I I'm generally like not a, a live action watcher of the Disney re- Jungle Book was the only one that I really enjoyed uh, oh yeah look at James flex I mean Jake flex in the <laughs> the Jungle Book I love Jungle Book uh, I love Jungle Book too sure. 100% I'm I'm a blue if I you know what if you could take a a Good character with you to Vegas, Baloo. Me and Baloo kicking it in Vegas. <laughs> he knows true. that well, dude knows how the, to party. The guy who voiced him was uh, was like an old like Vegas comedian and and radio performer. So. Really, I didn't know that. No. And actually, fun fact: uh, the guy who voiced him that was the first time that Walt Disney had ever pulled like an outside celebrity to voice someone. He normally had just pulled in pure voice actors who were associated with Disney, but that was the first thing. He was at like some charity show, and the guy who played, or who then would play Baloo, he was doing like a comedy act, and he's like, oh, this guy's great. Let's get him as the bear. And I think some of the people in the company resisted, but he like pushed it, and then I'm glad he did. All right, well, that is the 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 Meet the Team episode. Uh, thank you, guys. You've all been incredible. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to have our first show. And if you enjoyed this, this is kind of going to be what our after parties are going to be. So basically if you come to the show on the 16th, the, the first hour is going to be a standard late night talk show. And then if there are things that we didn't get to, and the guest wants to stay around, we're going to right after that do an after party where the audience can stay. We'll do some extra questions. We'll do a little more like freeform stuff. We'll try to refrain from too many James arguments, uh, but uh, uh, but it'll be it'll be kind of a, a fun chopping around, and then that will be released the following week. Thank you guys so much. I love this. This is the 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 unofficial Disney Tonight Show team. Uh, Luke saving the day because I don't have internet, and let me <laughs> let me come in here and. And yeah, stay tuned for that. Sometime in that next show, there you better come live because Luke will be telling the craziest Zoom story I've heard, and it's just so beautifully awkward. And uh, it's pretty traumatizing. I, actually, I cannot. <laughs> I I really cannot oversell this story. And I wish because we're we're keeping the show clean for the family. I wish I could tell this story. <laughs> on the main show because it's just fantastic so uh but thank you guys my name's david studebaker i will see you guys or hear you well see you hear you i guess that's the hard thing with podcasts these days because we you hear people you see them it's on youtube it's on zoom it's on apple podcasts all the wherever you get your podcast oh and i'm supposed to say subscribe rate and review on all of your podcasting apps and uh on youtube subscribe on there so you can see our wonderful faces uh and and that way you you especially mando well you can't you can see Mando's wonderful helmet her amazing nails yeah the nails and the hands that's exactly that's why you gotta watch it on youtube uh but subscribe on the podcast apps as well and DisneyTonightShow.com to register for all of our upcoming Zoom shows. Justin Washington is uh, on the 16th. He is a former Disney actor and host, and he worked as a casting coordinator uh, at Disney 
studios. He did all everything animation made main studios, even ABC. But uh, he worked there till COVID, and then COVID hit, and like a lot of people, that ended. But uh, he's really talented, really cool, and he worked at the Academy Awards. He's a former stand-up comedian. He's a jack of all trades. So uh, I think it's going to be a really fun episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time.